Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. John 13, 34, and 35. Look what Jesus said. A new commandment I give you. What's the next word, everybody? Love one another. A new commandment I give you, love one another. Here, look how he says do it. As I have what? Oh boy, that's a tall challenge. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples. If what, everybody? You love one another. Would you just hold your hands out like this, everybody? Would you just bow your heads and would you repeat this prayer after me? Dear God, I'm here today. I open my mind and my heart. Fill me, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated, everybody. Well, today I'm so excited that you're here. And let me remind you that we will have first Wednesday. Uh, this Wednesday, and it's a time to where we get to pray for everyone, and it's just a great time of communion, so please come and uh, participate in that. Also, let you know that uh, our student pastors, Kimo and Misa Jones, Misa is delivering a baby right now. Yes, she's delivering a baby. I called Kimo and spoke with him, and he was in the room with her, and I could hear her. She's delivering a baby. <laughs> Yes, it was a little scary, so I said, I'll let you go. (laughs) We've been in a series called Choose Love, and today we're going to continue that uh, series. I want to talk to you today. The title that I want to share with you today is, is, is Loving Like Jesus Loves You. Loving Like Jesus Loves You. Now, we've been talking about this for several weeks about biblical love. What does it look like? When I sat down with Dr. Davis, I shared this definition with her that biblical love is doing good for another person no matter how you feel. Let me say that again. Biblical love is doing good for another person no matter how you feel. That's how we love people. We don't always like the people we love. Amen, everybody? Okay. And so, <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, that's right. That we can love them without liking them. And so there's four words that I want us to say today. If you don't get anything else out of what I say, that I pray that you will have these four words and you will take them with you the rest of your life. And here they are. They're coming on the screen. Let's say them together. You ready? Come on. I choose to love. Let's say that. I choose to love. That's right. I choose to love. I choose to do good to people no matter how I feel. I choose to love. And so today I want to talk to you again about loving like Jesus loves you. And there's three things that I want to share with you today that I think have the potential to change your life. And, and everything today is going to have a dual meaning, double meaning. It means that I want to show you how Jesus loves you, and that I want to show you how you're to love like Jesus, how you're to love others like Jesus. So it's about me and it's about others today. And so we're going to talk about that. So three things. The first thing on your outline is this, is number one, is accept others the way Jesus accepts you. Accept others, accept others the way Jesus accepts you. Now, P- 
People will do crazy things to be accepted. You agree with that, everybody? Matter of fact, there's some memories and some scars in your mind that you have that you did to try to fit in. One of the things when I was in middle school that, that, was going, that people were doing that I wanted to do was a hairstyle. There was this hairstyle called wings, everybody. It was called wings. It was like in the 70s. Yes, yeah, so see the hair right down the middle, parted right down the middle. The only problem with that is that my hair didn't look like that. Matter of fact, here's a picture of my hair in school. I had a fro. I could not. Have you ever tried to, I couldn't, I tried to part my fro and pad, push it down and it would just spring right back up. I didn't fit in because I didn't have wings. Right now today, I, you know, of course I have no hair on top. You can see that and I can grow it on the sides and there is never any danger of me having a comb over because it would just stand out. I would like Bozo the Clown. So, uh. So I just want to say, you know, so we all want to be accepted. And I would just say this to you, that that the starting point to learning to love is realizing that Jesus accepts you. He accepts you. Matter of fact, look on on your outline with me on the screen. John 6 and 37, it says this. The Father, Jesus said this, the Father gives me my people. Every one of them will come to me and I will what, everybody? Always, always accept them. You know, I looked that word up always in the Greek, and you know what it means? Always. Always. I will always accept them, is what he said. You see, in the church, we talk a lot about accepting Jesus, but we don't talk a lot about Jesus accepting you. And I just want you to know that Jesus accepts you. He accepts you. Now, the problem is this, is that we don't understand the difference between acceptance and approval. There's a difference between acceptance and approval. Amen, everybody? And, and we find this in the story of that Jesus was teaching one day, and all of a sudden, these people interrupted his teaching. And there was a big commotion in the crowd, and, and if you can just picture a crowd around Jesus teaching, and all of a sudden, somebody's coming in, they're yelling and screaming, and a mob is coming in, they're dividing the crowd, and all of a sudden, they take a woman and throw her down at Jesus' feet. And they said, she was caught in adultery, and the law says to stone her. Now, I just want to stop right there just a moment and say this. You know, as far as I know, it takes two to tango. I don't know where the guy was at. I don't know where he was at, but they brought her. Amen? Okay, maybe they did it different 2,000 years ago. I don't know. But, but all of a sudden, she's there, and she's thrown at Jesus' feet. And they said, the law says a stone, or what do you say? And they just continue to pelt Jesus with questions. And look what the Bible says. In John 8, it says this. It says, when they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Now, the first thing that Jesus did, I want you to recognize this. The first thing he did was Jesus protected her dignity. He, what he was saying was, it, I don't, it doesn't matter what she done. She doesn't deserve to be treated like this. Amen? He protected her dignity. Look what it says. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the oldest one first, until, until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Now, notice what happened. 
All of a sudden, after everybody else has left, this is a private moment that he, con- that he chooses to confront her privately. He's not embarrassing her. Look what he says. Jesus straightened up and asked her. In other words, he, he looked straight at her. Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? Look what she says. No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, go now and leave your life of sin. Now, now look, what did you see what he did? That's all he said. Okay, where are your accusers? They're not here. Then neither do I condemn you. Go and leave your life of sin. Close it, close conversation. It's over. Now, had that been me that this woman come to and all this happened, I would say, now listen, they're gone. But let me tell you something. Here's six things you need to know about the lifestyle of adultery. And this is the, this is the implication to hurt you. I just would have gave her a six-point sermon. But not Jesus. He just gave her the facts and said, okay, you got the lesson. Now go and sin no more. See, Jesus was all about, he was about rubbing it out and not rubbing it in. Amen, everybody. He, he was about rubbing it out. And see, the problem that most of us have is that when somebody does us wrong, we want to rub their nose in what they've done and make them feel so, so bad. Why did he not make her feel guilty? Because she already felt guilty like all of us. Amen, everybody? Yeah. Romans 15 and 7, look what it says. Except who, everybody? One another. Then, just as Christ, what? Accepted you. In order to bring praise to God. Watch this, everybody. Everybody look at me just a second. The highest form of love is focused attention. And the way that you show the greatest love to the people around you is you look at them and you listen to them. Look and listen. Look and listen. And listen, every one of us needs someone to care and accept us by looking at us and listening to us. Today, when you go and you leave and you go to the restaurants and you have a server that comes to your table, they need to be loved, everybody. And the greatest way that you can love them is that you look at them and you listen to them. Amen. And put your phone up. Can I take your order? Yes. Would you like some more tea? Yes. Thank you so much for bringing this tea to my table. I appreciate you. I can tell that you're a great server. Thank you. That's looking and loving. Amen, everybody? Now, I want everybody to take out your connection card. It looks just like this, and we want everyone to turn them in on the way out the door today. And one, the one thing that we want to pray with you about is it says this, I will do my best to what, everybody? Look and listen to the people. Look and listen to people. Look and listen to people. That changes everything. It'll, matter of fact, it'll change your marriage. Some of you ought to try it. It'll change your relationship with your children. You ought to try it. It'll change your relationship. Teenagers, it'll change your relationship with your parents. You should try it. Look and listen. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. Say, ouch. ouch. There we go. That's right, because just, I just got all of our toes, didn't I? That's right. So what are our four words we're saying, everybody? I. I. Jesus. 
Say it again. I choose to love. I choose to love. That's right. So the first thing that we want to do is we want to accept other people as Jesus has accepted you. The second thing is we want to do is that we want to value others the way Jesus values you. We want to value others the way Jesus values you. Now look what the Bible says. Jesus said this in Luke 12 and 24. Consider the what, everybody? Ravens. Ravens. That's birds, all right? Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouses nor barn. Yet who, everybody? God. God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than what? The birds. birds. That's right. You see, let's talk about value. How is something valued? The way something is valued is it determines on whose name on it, whose name's on it, who made it, who created it. I got a a whole new lesson in this value thing uh, several years ago, a few years ago. We have one of our worship leaders. His name is Danny Dorsey. This is picture. This is Danny Dorsey. He's so cool, isn't he? Look at him. Oh, cool Danny. That's right. He's so cool. But Danny, Danny has started wearing Jordans, everybody. These Jordan tennis shoes. I didn't know. I knew about Michael Jordan, but I didn't know that his shoes were so expensive. Until one day, Pastor Chesney, that is his wife, Pastor Chesney, she's our family ministries pastor here. She comes, yes, that's right, we love Chesney. She come in and she said, you know, we had had a bad storm the night before and there was tornado warnings given out and uh, sirens went off close to their home. So they decided they would gather into the hall bathroom. And so she said, they gathered into the hall bathroom and there she looked and there was Danny, our 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 famous worship leader. So cool. There he was. He had his box of Jordans right there with him. She said, Danny, where's our son Drew? Oh. So we determine value. We determine value by whose name on it that made it. Amen, everybody. And then we also determine value by what someone's willing to pay for it. You may may have a, your car right now, you may say, my car's worth $50,000. Well, that's wonderful. But if someone's only willing to pay you $10,000, that's all it's worth. Amen? Amen. Whatever Whatever you think the value of your home is, it's only what someone's willing to pay for. That's how we determine the value. Now, now look at this next verse. This is so important for all of us. Watch this. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the what, everybody? Empty life. That's right. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which what, everybody? It loses value. Oh, here it is. It was with the precious blood of who? of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God that you are paid for. He said, you're valuable because my name is on you and I've paid for you. There there, there was this little game that I used to play with my kids when they were smaller. I would come in in the evenings and I would look at Tyler and Caitlin. I would say, I say, Tyler, Caitlin, 
How much does daddy love you? Does daddy love you this much? And they would say, no, daddy, no. I say, does daddy love you this much? They'd say, no, daddy, no. I says, does daddy love you this much? They'd say, no, daddy, no. I say, how much does daddy love you? And they, they'd say, daddy loves me this much. What I want to tell you today is that your heavenly father loves you this much. That's why every time you look at a cross, it should not be a sign of, of shame. It should be a sign of love that God loved you this much, that his son died on the cross for your sin. His arms are open wide to you. He tells you, my name is on you. I have bought you with my son's blood. You are precious to me. You are valuable to me. You are accepted and you're valuable. Amen, everybody. Oh, I'm about to preach. First Timothy 4 and 4, look what it says. For everything God created is what? Good. It's good. Do you realize you're a creation of God? Would you just turn to your neighbor and say, you're good. You're good, that's right. Now turn to your second choice and tell them they're good. For everything God's created is good, and nothing is to be rejected. Nothing is to be dejected, rejected. What I want you to know is how do you value other people? The question we're asking today, how do we value other people? We look for the good inside of that person and keep pointing it out. You got your pens out, you got your pens out, I want you to write down four letters in the alphabet. For the, the greatest letters in the alphabet, I want you to write them down. You ready? Here they are. You ready? Come on, write it down. I, the letter I, the letter C, the letter N, and the letter U. You got them? The letter I, the letter, uh, the letter C, N, U. You got it? Now, let's say those four words. Let's say those four letters together. You ready? Come on. I see in you. Let's say them again. I see in you. That's the greatest letters in the alphabet. And when you look to someone and you say, I see in you, and you point to the good in their life, it's amazing what happens. Romans 12, 21 says this. Look what it says. Do not let evil, what everybody? Don't let evil conquer you. But conquer evil by what? By doing what? Doing good, everybody, doing good. When we point out the good in others, it changes everything. Now, you may be wondering what's in here, so I'm going to gently move this so I don't make a bigger mess than I'm probably going to make. Here we have something in here. Easy does it. There we go. Let me get up here good and close for you. Now, what you see here is that you see, what do you see, everybody? Ping pong balls. That's right. What you cannot see is the water that's already in here. What I want you to know, these ping pong balls right here, teachers especially, all these balls represent what every, all the bad stuff that people have saw in children. And they've done to children. And so they say, you know, you will never be any good. You'll never amount to nothing. You can't do that. You're not smart enough. You're not bright enough. And, and people, adults and, and children are walking around with all this stuff that everybody said about them. 
And because that's all we see, that's all we point to. We see all the bad stuff. That's all we see because we're not looking for the good. But the act of good, the way we value people and the way we show value to people is that we don't just point to this stuff. We point to this stuff, the good stuff. Amen, everybody? And so what I want to tell you to do today is that your job and my job is the way we're going to give value to people is that we're going to keep pointing out the good when everybody else talking about the bad. And what you will do in other people's lives is when you begin to point to the good and you begin to say, you know what? I don't care what they said. I see good in you. I see that you're great. I see that there's greatness in you. I see there's good things in you. You are, you are more than a conqueror through Christ. You can do anything. You don't have to be just like everybody else. You're better than that. You're greater than that. There is no, there's just the good inside of you. You are awesome. You're a wonderful the more you point to the good in somebody and the more you keep pointing it out, the more that it rises and they begin to believe in the good and then they start living the good and all of a sudden it pushes all the bad out. Amen, everybody? You say, what about that? What about what's left? I'll tell you what's left is that the Holy Spirit of God can do the rest and he comes over by the wind of his spirit and just gets it away. Amen, everybody. I want you to know that God created you to point out the good, that you see the value in everybody else. Amen. You are good. There's goodness in you. Every one of you are good. You are good. You are good. I don't care what your grandmother said. I don't care what your mom or dad said. I don't care what that administrator said. You are good. And there's good in you. Every person has good in them because they were created by God to be good. Amen, everybody? You were created to be good. I just got to settle down. I'm excited. I thank God for the person that saw that in me. I remember Miss Hale, my sixth grade teacher, who saw that in me. I remember Miss Beasley, who was a who was our, my 11th grade uh, history teacher, U.S. history teacher. Man, she looked like she got off the Mayflower. <laughs> she looked like she just walked off the, she dressed, and you know, she was, a, she was a person that wasn't cool. But she looked at me and she said, Jeff, you can be somebody if you want to be because it's in you. And you know, I would... You know what? I worked my fanny off and still made a C in her class <laughs> because she was hard and she was tough, but she believed in me. There's a youth leader by the name of Randy Brooks who looked at me and said, Jeff, I think God may have something special for you one day. Shoot, Jeff, he may even call you to be a preacher because I see it in you. I'm telling you, we have to look below what's happening on the surface. And we have to look to the good and point it out. Amen, everybody? Amen. What's, what's, those, what's those famous, famous letters in the alphabet that I just told you? What are they? I see in you. That's right, I see in you. And that's why we say these four words. I choose to love. I choose to love. You know, at SEC, we have something called Growth Track. It's membership. And why do we do that? 
because it's in growth track that we get to see the good. We get to help you discover the good that's in you, that you can practice the good. And guess what? When you do good, it feels good. Amen, everybody. You want to feel better about yourself, you discover the good, and you start doing the good, then you'll feel good. It's a good day, amen, everybody. Oh, boy. Okay. So we see this, that we have to accept others as Jesus accepted you. We have to value others as Jesus valued you. The third thing is this, is that we have to believe in others the way Jesus believes in you. Believe in others the way Jesus believed in you. Look what the scripture says. If someone, if you love someone, you will be loyal to him no matter what the cost. You will always, what everybody? Believe in him. Always expect the what? Expect the best in him. And always stand your ground in defending him. Look at me, everybody. I want to tell you something. When you treat a people, when you treat a person as they are, they will remain that way. But when you treat them as they can be, it's amazing how they will become what they can be. Amen, everybody. It's amazing. It's amazing. I think about Jesus who chose 12 guys to follow him. And one of them flamed out. You know, they were basically uneducated men, fishermen. I don't even know that they had a, I don't think they had a high, I don't think they had a college education, much less. They maybe probably didn't even have a high school diploma. But Jesus decided that he was going to leave his church in their hands. And can't you see it that when he got to heaven, when Jesus got to heaven, that after he died on the cross, he rose again on the third day, he went back to heaven with God, that the angels said, okay, you're back with us. Now, what, what's your plan to expand your message? Can't you hear Jesus saying, well, I got these 11 guys down here now. Can't you see the angels looking at each other going, huh? You're going to trust it to them? Do we have a plan B? And Jesus said, no. They got it. Why? Because he believed in the good in them. And it changed them. It's amazing. Psychologists tell us this. That your self-esteem and my self-esteem, how we feel about ourselves, can be measured about... It can be measured this way. And how we feel that the person that we hold in high regard feels about us. In other, per- in other words, the person that you respect so much, if you think they feel good towards you, you feel good about yourself. But if you think they don't feel good towards you, you don't feel good about yourself. So I got a suggestion today. You need to make the most important person in your life Jesus Christ. Because he says you're accepted no matter what. You're valued no matter what. And he always believes in you. This morning, I know that there's many of you sitting in this room and many that are watching right now online that you, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You say, 
Pastor Jeff, I want a relationship with Jesus. What does that mean? That means I accept Jesus in my life. What? A human being into, my, into me? What do you mean? No, no, no. Watch this, everybody. Watch this. I just felt air on my hand. Did you see it? Do you believe there was air that hit my hand? You didn't see it, but it was there. And that's what the Bible says. When we accept Jesus like his spirit, what you cannot see enters you. And he begins to change you from the inside out. So today, if you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior today, and you'd like to invite his spirit into you to change you, and to help you work out all that good that he's put in you today, I'd like to lead you into prayer. So would everyone bow their heads? And if that's you today, and you want, you, want, you want Jesus Christ to be your Savior, just say this prayer, not even out loud, but in your heart and your mind. Dear Lord Jesus, I do believe that you exist. I need your help. I need you to save me. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Lead me, help me, and guide me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Amen, everybody. Let's give God a hand for all the people that prayed that prayer. Now, again, for those of you that prayed the prayer, I want you to check the box on the back of this card so that I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. And those of you online as well, would you please check that card as well? And we want you to turn these in because we're going to pray. I want to send you something in the mail that's going to help you on your spiritual journey. One more verse. Look what it says. Hebrews 10, 24, 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But what, everybody? Encouraging one another. All the more as you see the day approaching. I want to read you a story today. There's a guy by the name of Fred Craddock. He was a pastor, and he and his wife were on vacation in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Listen to this. Fred and his wife were seated at a table in a restaurant, and an old man came up to them and asked, Are you folks on vacation? Yes, said Fred, and we're having a good time. The old man said, so what do you do for a living? Fred said, I'm a preacher. Oh, said the old man, let me tell you a preacher's story. He sat down by them. The old man said, I was born an illegitimate child. I never knew who my father was. It was very, very hard on me growing up. The kids in school made fun of me. Growing up, I didn't have any friends at all. When I walked around our little town, I always felt people were staring at me and looking at me and saying, I wonder who's father. wonder who's the father of that little boy. I spent a lot of time by myself. I didn't have any friends. One day a pastor came to town. Everybody was talking about how good he was. I'd never gone to church, but I decided to go to church to hear this guy. So I went, and he was good. So I kept going back, but each time I went to church, I'd come in a little late and leave a little early so I didn't have to talk to anybody. Then one Sunday, I got caught up in listening that I forgot to leave early, and the service ended, and the people stood, and I couldn't get out the door. Suddenly, I felt a heavy hand on my shoulder. 
when I turned, that big, tall pastor was standing there with his hand on my shoulder, looking at me, and he said, What's your name, son? Whose boy are you? Whose son are you? I just shook when I heard those words, and I heard that question. But before I could say anything, that pastor said, I know who you are. I know whose family is yours. You have, a dis- you have a distinct family resemblance. You're the son of God, the man said. You know, those words changed my life. The old man got up and he left, and the waitress came over a little bit later and said, Do you know who you were talking to? Fred said, No. She said, That's Ben Hooper, two-time governor of Tennessee. And what I want to say to you today is this, is that you teachers make a difference. Every day you make a difference. Because what you do is what we illustrated here. You keep looking for the good, you keep digging for the good, you keep prodding for the good, and you keep pointing out the good and those who are acting so bad sometimes, so many times. And you will never know the power of your words and the love that you express when you choose to love. And we want to say thank you. Today, we'd like for all of our teachers in the room, if you don't mind to stand right now, we want to have prayer over you. So would you just stand right where you are, all of our teachers? All of our teachers in the room, yes. You're so lovely. Thank you. Thank you. You are godsend to so many. Thank you. You are missionaries in our school system because every child is looking for someone to care. And you're there. And we want to pray over you. Would everyone else stand now? And we want to pray over our teachers. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are. You're the Savior of the world. And today, God, you have placed a calling on all of our teachers' lives. And we are so thankful for our teachers, God. We thank you. We don't don't have enough words in the English language to convey our hearts for them. They're with our children, Lord, more than we're with them. And we just ask you, Holy Spirit, today that you would give them the encouragement that they need. God, bless them. Those that are struggling, Lord, in their own families, that you would bless them with peace. Oh, God, those that are struggling financially, that you would bless them. Lord, just today, put your hands on them and let them know that they are loved. Let them know that they're accepted, they're valued, and, God, that you believe in them, and so do we. We thank you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Can you give our teachers a hand, everybody? Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.